From Thereabouts, I'm Abby Levine, and this is Outspoken. February 23rd, 2002 started off like any other day for Valentina Varetska. The 31-year-old distance runner went for an easy run in her hometown of Nikolov, Ukraine. Not far from Odessa, the city sits at the confluence of the Inulits and Southern Bug Rivers and serves as a major transportation hub for the country. That day, Valentina ran along the water, the sunlight hitting the waves and kissing her skin. She then wove her way down to the city's wide avenues, mature oaks serving sentinel on either side. She passed the Grand City Hall, ornate museums, and gold-roofed churches. Upon returning home, Valentina did her strength work and PT, and then she got a strange phone call. The evening, my friends uh, from uh, Norway called me and asked, uh, where are you? I said, yes, I'm in Ukraine. And uh, they thought, uh, why are you still in Ukraine? Why not uh, go from Ukraine? I said, because uh, why I should? It's nothing, it's normal day, uh, sunny, and uh, nothing changed. But they, I don't know how, but they outside Ukraine understand uh, now something starting in Ukraine. But inside Ukraine, we have normal news. We uh, don't know about it. And uh, I just uh, say, okay, I think about go to Norway, but not now. And But inside me, I just, you know, nervous, start nervous a bit and look news. Uh, news, it's okay. Everybody said it's okay. But I take my uh, husband and say, go today. But we can't go because uh, we have passports and my daughter doesn't have passport. Life may have seemed perfectly normal from inside the country, but outside of it, the rumblings of war were growing louder. Sure enough, the following day, Vladimir Putin's army would invade Ukraine and our fragile pandemic world would splinter. As we watched footage of bombs cratering buildings, tanks trampling fields, and families fleeing from their homes. Perhaps you, like me, were once again confronted with the question, why does sport matter when people are literally fighting for their lives? In fact, does sport matter at all? I continued chewing on these questions a month later, when, on March 23rd, I saw Valentina Varetska's name on top of the results list for the Jerusalem Marathon in Israel. It was a name I had never heard of, but I was struck by her hometown, Nikolov, Ukraine. How? And also why? I wanted to understand. So I got in contact with Valentina from Krakow, Poland, where she and her 11-year-old daughter, Alyssa, are living as refugees. The story behind that one line on a race result reveals that sport plays a role in our lives that maybe we don't even fully understand. There's a harmony between sport and a higher power at play here. I'll let Valentina explain. We pick up with her on the move in Krakow, where a quiet place is hard to come by right now. And next day, 24 of February, we have a day when we make passport. So next day, we should start to make passport. We have 
reservation to this day, 24 February. And uh, he told me, okay, just uh, make a passport for Alisa tomorrow and tomorrow evening we go. If you want, just uh, for one week, rest somewhere and come back to Ukraine. I say, okay. And in the morning, uh, 24 February, uh, early morning, uh, 5 a.m., I just wake up because I hear a strong bum. But firstly, I think maybe it's neighbor because we have, uh, you remember this movie, Duplex. <laughs> a black comedy directed by Danny DeVito. Duplex tells the story of a yuppie New York couple who move into their dream home, a Brooklyn brownstone duplex. It just has one flaw, Mrs. Connolly, an elderly Irish woman who lives on the rent-controlled top floor. The vivacious Mrs. Connolly enjoys blasting her TV around the clock, as well as rehearsing in her brass band. Tensions between upstairs and downstairs flare, escalating into what becomes, in this case, a metaphorical all-out war. We have same uh, same uh, very old woman. <laughs> she, she always <laughs> do something in our wall, uh, just uh, bam, bam, bam. And I think maybe it's our neighbor, but uh, no, next uh, again and again. And I just wake up and run uh, to my daughter's room uh, and uh, my husband go run outside to look uh, around, what is it? My husband told me just uh, take some uh, important clothes and to be drive. I say, I have everything here. You, Alisa, documents, go. <laughs> and uh, when we drive uh, in the, inside the city, I remember this helicopters, uh, people start to run. It was like panic uh, in the city. It's, difficult to understand, but, uh, you know, uh, 2014, we uh, had same situation. My husband from Donetsk, it also was uh, war from Russia in Donetsk. In 2014, unmarked Russian tanks crossed the Ukrainian border into the Donetsk Republic, where Valentina and her family lived. It was that invasion that escalated into war and the eventual Russian annexation of Crimea. So it's the same situation, and we run away from Donetsk and start new life uh, from zero in Nikolaev. Then again, we run from Nikolaev. And, uh, but that time, I think maybe it's only in this city. Maybe we just drive to next uh, city and stay uh, in other city. But no, when we drive uh, next city and next city, we understand it's everywhere, and people have panic everywhere. So we just decided to go to board, but uh, I really don't know why, how, because Alisa doesn't have passport. And uh, we just drive. Valentina is used to another type of life on the run. In fact, she actively sought it out. I was in school. It was uh, 13 years old, and really, <laughs> I just want to uh, not go to school and go to training. My teacher from physical, he told me, you never be athlete, because uh, I know you, you like fun, you like uh, friends, you never be athlete. I said, no, and uh, two months, uh, I'll be the best athlete in the school. That's why I think I'm still in uh, sport. Valentina proved that PE teacher wrong. 
going on to a high school for athletes. The results of her introductory exam there caught the eyes of coaches from a wide range of sports, like swimming and tennis. And I don't know why, I just uh, stay in uh, in run because my parents, we don't have a lot of money for keep some better sport, example, tennis. So that's why for me uh, was enough just uh, sport shoes and all. So that's why I just run. You just need to have uh, training shoes and uh, strong mind and you can run. <laughs> and now... A strong mind and one pair of shoes are all Valentina has with her as she and her family sit in a traffic jam seeking safety. It's difficult because of a lot of people, really a lot of cars everywhere in Ukraine. It's a big traffic jam and we not stop because uh, we want faster to take this board and uh, petrol station. It, it's impossible to take something in petrol station. Card, uh, bank cards, credit cards uh, doesn't work because uh, bank understand what happened and they block everything. It was difficult, really difficult. But when we get bored, Poland uh, just say it's uh, okay. Everybody can go just with Ukrainian passport uh, and everybody can go. But uh, that time uh, our president just uh, told uh, it's everybody, men, every man can't go uh, through the board and uh, should be inside Ukraine. So for me, it was very difficult. I just said, no, we stay with you. And my husband told, no, you just go and uh, in a a week uh, you come back and uh, he has uh, birthday 8th of uh, March. And he told me, we just uh, have birthday party, 8th of March, you come back and uh, we'll be okay. It was difficult. Parting with Pavlo meant even more than parting with her husband. It also meant parting with her core identity wrapped up in her career as a runner. It's like um, in a movie, I don't know. (laughs) I married my coach uh, and we have just, you know, good relationship uh, and we're training together and everything together. So quitting sport was not an option. It was like my life, next step and next step. That relationship ultimately didn't work out. But when one door closes... Sometimes a very familiar door opens. Now I have uh, my uh, new husband and he also my coach. (laughs) As Valentina, her daughter Alessa, and her husband Pavlo drove from town to town to town across Ukraine until they reached the Polish border, Ukraine's president Volodymyr Zelensky declared martial law. Ukrainian men of fighting age were asked to remain in the country. Filled with the promise of reuniting in a week or two, Pavlo dropped Valentina and Alyssa off at the border with just the clothes on their backs. He then turned around to abide by the new curfew. So he uh, went to home and I stayed with daughter in the line before the board. And that time I understand the war started. Because uh, when I was in my city in Nikolaev, it was uh, it was horrible. Uh, but I was inside the car. It's not so horrible. 
of course, uh, I saw this panic, but uh, when I stay in the line uh, before this board uh, with this million people, and it was so cold, we not uh, eat, uh, we not eat while we drive, and then we again not eat, not drink. And uh, I just understand, look on my daughter, I understand uh, she, ver she very cold. Poland open door, but they not understand how it's uh, organized. We have, everybody have uh, Ukrainian passports and uh, through this board we can't go uh, just walk by ourselves. We can just uh, take the bus or cars, per personal cars. They organize uh, bus, one bus. And it was only 24 places for, and this bus go to board and it's take uh, around 45 minutes and come back. But it's here was million people and every minute, every five minutes it's uh, come more and more people. At night was uh, minus seven, I don't know, minus six. And we just stay, not move uh, in this line. We was very cold because we uh, we didn't take clothes from home. We just we before we just think we go to close the city and stay in next city. We not think we go to the board with Poland, and we was in uh, it's light jacket, it's light uh, just training shoes, not uh, warm shoes, training shoes. And uh, it really was very cold, and uh, I always uh, hug my daughter for make more warm. And I remember one uh, moment when I really think better if we stay in my native city, Nikolaev, and not move. And uh, I not see, but I think about it. Uh, and I not say, but think about it. And my daughter just hugged me and say, Mom, next uh, two, three hours uh, when sun go uh, up, uh, it's uh, be warm, just we should wait. And she's 11. And she told to me, just wait until uh, sun wake up. And it will be better, will be better, will be warm, just waiting. And uh, when she told me it, I just think, yes, it's uh, it's my words should be to her. <laughs> and we uh, stay, just to, I just try to make something, you know, just hug more. People uh, was very tired, somebody sleep. And in the morning, when we just start uh, to be uh, more close to this board, uh, I just close to us was uh, old woman with uh, old man. I just uh, take say and ask our line. We can go. We can go. It's our line. And they not open eyes. I understand they just frozen because of minus seven. At in the morning uh, at five a.m. next day because we stay from 4 p.m. 24 February until uh, next day, uh, 8 a.m. And at 5, when I said, uh, just go, go with us, it's our line, we can go to this bus, and uh, they not open eyes. You know, it was very difficult. And I just take my daughter and say, go, go, go. But I don't know if he saw it or not. She saw it or not so difficult to understand people just uh, looking looking for safe life but uh, they died in support and uh, I remember a small uh, boy I don't know maybe he's eight 
with the sister and they just was together. Small sister, maybe six. They came with father and father came for. So they just go, uh, it's it's two kids and they just go and this uh, guy, this eight years old, he just, you know, stay and uh, his eyes was like, you know, I can't explain. His eyes was really so angry. And uh, one more boy, it was one more boy, he was with grandma and uh, he just told uh, to her, when we come back to home, uh, my mom, my father, give me milk, water, bread. He's four, he's four, but he not uh, dream about the new, new play car or something like this. He think about bread and water because we stay two days uh, and without uh, food, without water. It's not normal. And when I hear it, when I see it, it's difficult to understand it. After waiting in line outside all winter night, Valentina and Alyssa made it across the Polish border. Polish volunteers took them to a school where they were given warm blankets and food. With their most immediate needs met, Valentina turned to answering the looming question, where do they go now? My husband from Ukraine, he just put on Facebook some words, uh, somebody, if somebody in Poland, just uh, who can help and uh, help to start new life. And people know us uh, from sport. And uh, of course, <laughs> people help us. And uh, one uh, guy who one year ago ran with me in the competition in Krakow, in Poland. <laughs> he just called me and said, oh, you remember, I ran with you, back on you. I said, of course, back on me, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> he said, "He said I remember you, you can just come and we, with pleasure, we uh, want uh, that you stay with, with my family and then we just uh, help you. So that's why we go to Krakow and still in Krakow now. And they help collect some uh, clothes, you know, uh, he give uh, shoes. It's good that with his wife we have one uh, size. <laughs> In Poland, uh, I understand I'm uh, with my daughter, we safe, but uh, my family, my husband still in Ukraine. So I'm, I understand we're safe, but it was uh, not easy for me. I'm still nervous and think about my family, about Ukraine, about my friends. Everybody stay in Ukraine. And uh, it's very difficult when I called to my sister and uh, she stay underground. And uh, just I ask, how are you? And she try not cry, but but cry. And uh, her son cry. They're still underground. And, basement and people help us so they uh, have some food but uh, it's still example they sit uh, 15 person inside and uh, just one of them go outside to take this water and some bread uh, food go back and they sleep underground and uh, my uh, cousin uh, he uh, he in special uh, group uh, which uh, help people after attack. 
he see a lot of this just hand or just head and uh, when he come back and uh, I just spoke with him uh, how are you and he told me I can't eat meat I can't uh, eat I just you know after work uh, he just come drink vodka and go to sleep and he only 20 years old it's difficult that's why I not run I just stress it a lot Call to my mom, I stress it. Call to my husband, stress it. While running provided that link to a host family and a new life in Krakow, running itself was the very last thing on Valentina's mind. I'm just try to do some exercise, but no, I just no power and stress it, not sleep at night, normal, not sleep normal. I take some pills uh, for sleep, but uh, not normal life. I just stop run. Not run after 24 February. I don't have shoes, running shoes. I don't have clothes uh, for run. That's why also I'm not run. And I'm not looking for because uh, why? If I'm not run, I'm not run. I can't. And yet, a higher power had other plans, arriving in written word from the literal Holy Land. 10 or 11 of March. I just open my email and see it's invitation letter from Marathon, <laughs> Jerusalem Marathon. I know about this marathon and before, two years before, I really want to come to this marathon. I ask an organizer to help me with visa. It's, you know, before I just want to try run on this land. It's interesting and it's special and I want to just be a guest in this marathon. But uh, no, they not help me with visa. It was only my dreams. I uh, understand I very want, but impossible. And then when I get this invitation letter, I'm not asked. I don't know how it happened. They just sent me invitation letter. Valentina's dream of running the Jerusalem Marathon was born long before the war. Drawn to the lore and the lure of the land, Valentina had contacted the race back in 2021. She needed both an invitation letter and a visa to travel to Israel. She hadn't received a response until now, just two weeks before the race in March of 2022. I see this and uh, I understand I won't, but I understand I am not run. (laughs) Without preparation. I just called to my husband, uh, he my coach, you know, <laughs> and uh, said I have a invitation letter for marathon. He said, yeah, sure, you go. I said, okay, it's in uh, two weeks here. Uh-huh, and two weeks, difficult, but uh, it's your dream. You understand, if you not go now, maybe you not go next year and next year. Just go and uh, you did it a lot of times. You know how it's to run. Just run and enjoy. Just uh, you can move now from the stress and uh, think about marathon, about run, and uh, you just enjoy. Not uh, not call to, uh, not look at news, not call to parents, just speak with me. We not speak about war, just uh, focus on competition and uh, start to run. Not uh, fast, not strong, just easier run for just take some power. In, in the mind, not in the leg, just in the mind power, because stress, uh, I was empty in my head. And um, I just think, yes, 
I, I, sh- I can do it. And uh, my daughter also said, wow, mom, you go. I asked, uh, really? Because you stay here alone a couple of days uh, without me. And uh, you, and she can speak Polish, English. Uh, she just <laughs> speak uh, Ukrainian and, uh, and people not understand her. She not understand people. But uh, she said, no, you should go and uh, I'm okay. I'm okay, you just go, I won't see you on TV. Yes, she told me, if I see you on TV, I'm be happy. <laughs> and uh, these uh, people uh, which host us, they also help. They help collect me clothes, uh, they help collect me shoes, and uh, I start to run. And this guy <laughs> which uh, stay with us, uh, he... Uh, I remember my first uh, training, he ran with me 30 kilometers. <laughs> he died after this, <laughs> really. But he said, no, I should do it with you <laughs> because you start run. I just help you and uh, it's his first 30 kilometers. <laughs> he died after this, but he helped me. <laughs> so a lot of people uh, support me, you know, and I feel this. When people support me, uh, my husband support, my daughter, these people, everybody support me. So I I just, I can't no run. I just should run. I just should do it because people help me and people support me. It was easy running. Uh, just uh, to start run and just to start feel uh, run. Uh, but I ran one uh, strong uh, training, but it's just one. No, it's just uh, run for some endurance. With just two weeks' notice, Valentina started training for the race when most marathoners start their taper. She had to put the stress aside and find shoes to run in. And yet, that was just the start of the battle to get to the starting line. Before my flight, I still not have visa. And I'm all really nervous about this. And I asked manager of Marathon, you sure I'm not need visa? And he said to me, yes, sure. You have invitation letter and uh, uh, people here in Israel uh, waiting for you. We're waiting uh, uh, fr- from uh, Ukrainian voice. I say, really? I've never been Israel, but people waiting for me. Interesting, but okay. If you're sure without visa, it's okay? It's okay. I just uh, fly to Budapest and have uh, transit and then to Israel in uh, Budapest before registration uh, fly to Israel. Uh, I have news that I can't fly because I have no visa. I say, no, but uh, I'm Valentina. I have invitation letter. <laughs> you should know me. <laughs> My manager of Marathon said, uh, you know about me. <laughs> you know, no, I don't know. Uh, everybody should uh, have visa, of course, invitation letter, also visa and medical insurance. I have the only invitation letter and nothing more. And uh, we just tried to do something, some documents. I called to this manager, he called to me, and uh, nothing changed. And uh, two hours, uh, everything was closed, gate was closed. I just stay near registration uh, and uh, cry. And my manager of this marathon called me and asked, Are you in the plane? <laughs> I said, no, I have no visa. I just uh, probably I go back to Krakow. And he uh, told me, wait five minutes. I said, okay, for what wait? Nobody around. No, nobody, really, people, no people around. For what wait? He just wait, wait five minutes. Okay. And really, after five minutes, a uh, lady 
from a plan, come uh, to this registration and ask, where's Valentina? Of course, I'm here because here nobody, <laughs> only I am. <laughs> and I uh, said, it's I. And uh, she asked me some questions, uh, uh, why I go, where I was, like some normal questions, and give me tickets without visa, really. And uh, they keep playing for 20 minutes, just waiting for me. It's the first time when I run through all the uh, airport and hear this Valentina Verezka, please hurry up. <laughs> I've run so fast to this plane. And uh, when I, I was last who come uh, to this plane and uh, people just look on me and uh, <laughs> I'll be waiting for her. <laughs> so I, difficult, but I arrive in, uh, <laughs> in Israel. <laughs> And in Israel, it was really very easy because uh, really in Israel, people waited for me. On brand with this story, Israel presented its own set of challenges. For starters, the weather. It was wind, uh, rain, uh, close to zero, <laughs> so one or two degrees. It was really, and I asked uh, why this weather so cold is normal in Israel. They know it's, we have uh, just once uh, 200 uh, years as uh, the same weather because normally in March uh, we just uh, swimming uh, outside in th- in this time when I go to some shop and ask about some warm jackets they told me no it's we don't have because normally we don't have same weather normally it's uh, it's sunny and warm uh, we can't help you <laughs> so it was really cold and uh, not normal. And when my daughter called me and asked, oh, you now swimming outside and swimming pool? I said, no, it's very cold and rain and wind. And uh, she told me, not worry, it's uh, Israel cry for Ukraine. This rain, it's a cry for Ukraine. Valentina arrived in Israel with just one pair of shoes the borrowed sneakers from her Polish host family. When I meet people, I always was fat and I always was cold. I always stay and uh, just show like I'm really very cold. And the uh, manager of Marathon just asked, uh, why are you, you cold? It's okay. I just said, no, it's cold, but uh, normal. And he asked, if you need something, just say me. I said, uh, Maybe if you can organize some one more shoes for run because uh, um, it's wet. Uh, but if uh, you can, okay. If no, it's normal. I run with this. I uh, ready. And uh, he organized shoes for me. You see, in marathoning, your shoes can make or break your performance. A wet pair of borrowed shoes were not ideal. So with the race organizer's help. Valentina went to the expo the night beforehand where Saucony gave her a new pair of shoes. And uh, next day I run with the shoes. Normally people <laughs> run sometimes with, with new shoes for be sure it's okay. But uh, my uh, first uh, run, it was uh, in marathon <laughs> with the shoes. This uh, race, it was really, everything was not normal. <laughs> I'm without preparation, without shoes, this was... Everything was not normal. And uh, before the marathon, uh, my daughter called me 
you can run. Are you ready? You just, uh, I won't see you in TV. <laughs> My dream, see you in TV. I said, uh, yes, I am ready. And uh, I do what I can do. And she sent me a picture where I stay in podium in first place with two flags, with uh, Israel flag and Ukrainian. I very love this picture, but uh, I said, you know, he has uh, 22,000 people. <laughs> she so believe me. I'm not was believe on me. And she was like, I know you before. Just uh, tomorrow I see you on, on, on podium. Okay, see me on podium. And uh, I go to sleep in the morning when I wake up. I... Uh, go to rest uh, and uh, just go outside hotel and uh, and at 22nd i was wet <laughs> it was rain strong rain strong wind uh, very cold and uh, really very difficult just get to the start line where it will get better right the weather was horrible i said okay just start to run and and the five kilometers uh, will be warm but no, <laughs> not uh, warm. It was cold until finish. <laughs> it was really very cold and strong wind. Uh, I'm lost my energy gel. I had uh, two energy gels. First, uh, I lost uh, in the start, and second, I just take in my hand, and it was wet, and I lost. And I'm not eat a lot before marathon. I just think uh, energy gel helped me. <laughs> so it was no energy gel, but uh, first five kilometers I uh, ran alone. Just ran alone and see in front uh, one guy and I think, okay, just uh, take this guy and try uh, to run with him and maybe just uh, stay back on him and he helped me to not not feel this wind, I don't know, maybe not a lot of rain because of he. Just uh, take him, and after five kilometers, I ran with him. And uh, the weather is bad, but uh, also it's very hilly marathon. I'm not thinking about this. I think it's Israel, it's flat. No, Jerusalem is very hilly. It's no flat place. It's only up or down hills. <laughs> and uh, I remember this, you know, very a lot of hymns and uh, one time I just think no I just uh, can't finish because I'm really uh, have pain everywhere in legs uh, and very cold uh, and very difficult and this next hill and I understand that it's only 18 kilometers and uh, I'm now have pain everywhere and liver in uh, heart and stomach everywhere so probably I can't finish this marathon, even if I just walk, not finish, uh, and um, just look uh, on road, just, you know, just look on road, not to look around, just look on road and uh, wait when I die, <laughs> I think this. And uh, and next uh, high hill, around 18 kilometers, uh, just this guy, which ran from out of me, he just uh, asked me, Look around, look how it's beautiful. I just look on the road and say, what do you want? I don't want to look around. I'm difficult. You, I'm just run. And he, no, no, look around, open eyes. And I look around. I can't uh, explain you this view. It was so strong view. It's rain. It's very dark, really very dark in one side. And in other side, it's very sunny and it's rain. 
sun, rain, dark. Maybe it's very big contrast uh, with uh, dark. Uh, so this very, very big sunshine, you know, and rain and rainbow. Rainbow in our road. And we run through this rainbow and it was hill. So I see all Jerusalem in the left side. It was all Jerusalem. I, in hill, it's it's very strong view. And you know, after this, I not uh, look on road. I just look on front. I'm, I don't know what happened at the time, but uh, I'm really just not feel pain. I I know, remember how it happened. I just uh, feel like I fly, not run, just like, I don't know, half meter on the road, not uh, run. No pain, nothing, something changed in my mind. And if before I ran uh, for me, for myself, for my daughter, just, you know, for this. And then I just uh, run because uh, I'm really won't finish with this uh, emotion and give this emotion to other people. Because I really take a lot of emotion from this view and from this people around, the very support uh, people around uh, just on the road. And I, uh, that time I just think if I should finish first, and give this emotion to everybody, to everybody here in Israel and uh, to everybody in Ukraine. Because before, I thought only uh, stress, depression, and now at this time, it's just it's just one short moment, but everything changed inside me. And I should give this emotion to my people in Ukraine. I should be first to give this emotion because I understand uh, it's help. And uh, after this, I'm not feel pain. I just run with this guy, and sometimes I run. Uh, just I can run faster, but uh, I don't know. He helped me before. I just run uh, for him also because I'm run with him. I say, okay, give. You can push, push, <laughs> touch next guy. We can do this together. So he helped me before, and then I help him. And uh, I don't know. We just like strong team. We. And uh, very interesting that after finish, I lost this guy. I met him uh, while I run, and after finish, I hug him and uh, just look on the camera. And then in a one minute, I just look around and he uh, now here. I am just lost him, and I still don't know who is this. <laughs> he was like angel, you know, just uh, met me in the run, and after finish. Uh, He's not here, and yes, everything in this marathon, it was uh, very magic. Valentina won the race in 2 hours, 45 minutes, and 54 seconds. 16 minutes ahead of second place. But it's my the best marathon. I don't know how to explain. It's really my the best marathon in my life, but it was really very not normal. <laughs> I really can't explain because before it was a lot of stress, a lot of, uh, I don't know, I fight with, uh, <laughs> every day I fight. And then it's something broke inside me and it's like easy and quiet inside my soul. I remember this pain, it was really strong pain. And then like in one moment, it's like euphoria. And I just uh, really enjoy run. 
without gel, without anything. I just enjoy my run next after this hill. When I finish, uh, it's like I understand. I was very happy, really very happy. And I was not happy for me, for myself. I was happy because I uh, understand now I can speak with people and give uh, this my voice uh, to journalists for give these emotions to everybody. That's why I was happy. I just now keep this in my hand, not like my own victory. I just uh, understand uh, it's a victory for my country. I can just speak with people, give this emotion and uh, say to everybody that uh, we have really war in Ukraine and because somebody still think it's not true. So that time I just speak and speak and say this and uh, these people around. People, my manager asked me, you're not tired? Maybe you want to uh, go to drink uh, hot tea or massage, take massage. No, I'm not tired. I really was not tired. I can't explain it. I have so strong pain before, but I was not tired. And I speak with people until this day finish. I take a shower at 6 p.m. I start at 6 a.m. My start was marathon 6 a.m. I was wet, uh, you know, dirty because it's uh, really dust and dirty everywhere. I take shower at 7 p.m. because I speak with people and everybody called to me. I speak, speak, speak. And it's, uh, I don't know where I take this power, but I speak with people and I'm not tired, really not tired. And next day I still uh, continue to speak with journalists, with people. And uh, I asked my uh, husband, uh, I need to go to training here. No, normal people, five days rest after marathon. But I'm not tired. I'm ready for training. So next day I'm uh, rest, but next day and two days I uh, start my normal training. Something in this land uh, gives me power this uh, moment. I think it's from this moment. Something changed inside me and it's give me power. Valentina had traveled to Israel, summoned by a higher power. She returned to Poland filled with a higher power in her heart. Sport was not a superfluous distraction from the crisis at home. Sport was her way to help. I still want to take this love which I take from Israel, from Jerusalem. Because uh, people uh, really don't know me in Jerusalem, but everybody gave me so strong emotion, so strong love uh, and support me. So I still uh, want to send this uh, emotion and love to all the world. And uh, because I understand, love have building peace. So uh, if somebody wants peace, we uh, should change inside. Just start from... Uh, from yourself. If you change and make peace and more love, next step is other people make this. If we unite and everybody change and we unite and unite this peace, unite this love, we make the world better. I came back to Poland uh, and here I just uh, now organized the training to kids. I want that my daughter have friends here, so I organize training not only for Ukrainian kids, uh, for refugees. I organize to everybody, to Polish uh, kids, to Ukrainian kids, uh, and we start the training together. 
Also, a lot of uh, athletes, uh, like uh, a lot of people, call to me and message me, ask uh, how we can uh, run. Can you support us? What do you think if I run like this? What I should do? So it's uh, good when people ask me. I just uh, give this uh, my mind what I really do. And uh, now I... Uh, You know, after this marathon, I understand that even if I'm not inside Ukraine, I can support Ukraine outside. So it's also protect the land. I also take some help to my country and send to country and try to speak with people, to organize something to people inside Ukraine. I'm just uh, was alive, but uh, I'm not live. Before the race, Valentina was just alive, but she was not living. Now, she is alive. After the race, Valentina got some news from her husband Pavlo back in Ukraine. Yes, he fight uh, before, and before marathon, uh, he not told me. But uh, after marathon, uh, next day we uh, spoke, and he said, uh, "Now I'm not uh, in Nikolaev, not on our city. I just moved to other city because uh, in this city I have, uh, I should have uh, operation to knee. I don't know what. I'm not asking what happened uh, in the war, why he go, but he prepare for operation now." He not told me for not make me nervous. Upon her return to Poland, Valentina was greeted by her daughter, Alyssa. She met me in the airport and said me Polish. You know, she just earned some Polish words and speak with me Polish. <laughs> I understand Polish. I, I know this language. And she uh, tried to speak with me Polish and say, really, it's just three days. And they, no, I did it for you because you want that I'm speak here. I did it for you. Yes, she said to me, you see, you can run again. Because uh, also before she saw, like, I'm not running, always ask me, when you go to training, uh, why you not have exercise? Uh, because sometimes we have exercise together. And uh, now she told me, you see, you can do it. I'm proud of you. You can uh, do what you can do. <laughs> It's uh, your life. You should. I don't know how, where she take it because she's 11 and she really very understand me, understand uh, everything around. Valentina and Alyssa may have run away from their homeland. But running the Jerusalem Marathon freed Valentina to run towards life. We started this episode wondering how we can participate, even think about sport, during a time so saturated with unjustness and suffering. Valentina's story shows that I was asking the wrong question. By asking how sport fits into an imperfect world, we belie that we don't have faith in sport itself. Trust your instincts. Sport can improve our lives, make us better people, and provide the vehicle through which we fight for our families, our countries, and for a better world. This is also a lesson from Viktor Frankl's seminal Man's Search for Meaning, which he wrote as a prisoner in Nazi concentration camps during World War II. He writes, Ultimately, man should not ask what the meaning of his life is. 
but rather must recognize that it is he who is asked. In a word, each man is questioned by life, and he can only answer to life by answering for his own life. To life, he can only respond by being responsible. My understanding of that is, stop asking if there's a purpose to sport. It's a distraction from accepting that there is one and going out and living it. Running may have given Valentina meaning before the war. It is also now the impetus and vehicle for her actions. I hope the war is finished and uh, I can go back to Ukraine to visit my friends. I'm not sure I can stay now in Ukraine because, you know, I had one first war in Donetsk, then moved to other place, again war and uh, moved to Poland now. I don't know now what to do next, go back to Ukraine or no, but I'm sure I 100% go back to visit my friends, but uh, for new life, I don't know, I maybe some other place, but uh, my country is still my country. Outspoken is a Thereabouts production. Produced and edited by Abby Levine and Angus Morton. Sound design and mix by Ben Crannell. Executive producers Isaac Carson, Angus Morton, and Abby Levine. Music by the Enigmatic Builders T. If you enjoy hanging out with us on the audio waves, come hang out with us on the internet waves. That's a thing, right? Head over to thereabouts.ghost.io to join our community, support our work, and chat on Discord, otherwise known as The Cord, according to Gus anyway. You can also get in touch with us on Instagram, at A-P-L-E-V-E-N-E for me, Abby, at that is Gus for Gus, or at here or thereabouts. If you enjoyed listening to this, or honestly, even if you didn't, please consider throwing us a review. Thank you so much for listening, reporting live from the Big Apple of Boulder, Colorado. Much love and may there be peace. Peace.